0: I'm delighted to welcome back Dana Morse. Uh, Dana, of course, is the ABC Federal Reporter for Indigenous Affairs, a Planker Man a Woman, and she joins me on the blower from Canberra. Welcome back. Budget Outcomes for Indigenous Australians, if you please.
1: Yeah, good evening, Philip. We are ticking over into the very first Labor budget in around about a decade. And there were some interesting measures in there for Indigenous affairs. So probably the biggest sort of touchstone policy for the Albanese government is going to be realising the Indigenous voice to parliament. And in the budget yesterday, we saw about $75 million was allocated to setting up a referendum. Now, that's, it's important to sort of realise that that $75 million is for the framework around a referendum. It's not funding for campaigns. Uh, we didn't see anything in the budget regarding that. And it's starting to look like maybe uh, the government won't be funding either campaign, which is sort of an interesting position to take. We also saw uh, five... So what you're describing
0: is a a green light on the one hand but a cautionary yellow on another.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's interesting because, of course, if you fund both sides of the campaign, the question then becomes uh, how do you split that funding? And that can be really difficult when the government clearly wants the yes vote to get up. It's their policy. It's their legacy policy. They mention it every time they step up. We heard it again today from the Treasurer at the Press Club uh, and we heard it last night when he was delivering the budget speech. So if they choose not to fund either, when you look at the Yes campaign, there are plenty of big moneyed businesses that are ready to jump into that gap and ready to support that campaign. I'm thinking off the top of my head Qantas would be one uh, and and there are definitely others as well. When you look at the no campaign, uh, there isn't necessarily a clear group that that funding would go to. We've heard from Pauline Hanson earlier in the year that she intends to run a no campaign uh, and for somebody who got back into the Senate on preferences who is finding that her relevance is Waning in the current political climate, the opportunity to jump on a no campaign and pick up big dollars from that uh, is probably too much for her personally to resist. So it's, it's not 100% clear who would be funding the no campaign.
0: But you're picking up uh, from the communities that rather than put money into the voice, the people want government to spend money on, uh, well community care?
1: Well, this is the, uh, the whole argument about the voice uh, and, and whether it will deliver on real change because a lot of grassroots people in the community feel that the government doesn't deliver for them. I was doing the rounds today, ringing around, trying to gauge, you know, how people felt about the funding in the budget for Indigenous affairs. And what I heard back was we don't care about the budget. We care about uh, the fact that we're not seeing any funding trickle down into grassroots levels of communities. We are seeing uh, people who don't have proper care in the community for things like aged care and disability care around uh, specialist Indigenous programs I'm talking about and things like cost of living and When the government is saying, yeah, sorry, we can't do heaps for you about cost of living because we're going to drive up inflation, well, that doesn't mean a lot to the Indigenous communities in places like Western New South Wales who can't afford to buy milk and bread anymore.
0: You point out, though, that there's uh, some money for Indigenous Birthing Practice Centre and other health clinics and more for dialysis, which, of course, is desperately needed
1: yeah so there there is there is investment in programs that we sort of already knew about um there weren 't necessarily those big sort of um programs that we didn 't they weren 't any surprises I should say in the budget We did know that there were going to be more um, health traineeship spots. We did know that there was going to be investment in regional dialysis uh, and and birthing practices is a big one as well and opening up a um a few birthing Uh, clinics Um, but again they're sort of uh, they're they're scattered measures there's not sort of an overall push to to create some sort of program that's going to filter down money into all Indigenous communities.
0: So uh, what about money for the Makarata Commission?
1: Yeah, so there was $5.8 million announced in the budget for that. Uh, and it doesn't go past sort of uh, 2025, I think. Um, so that's probably a bit of an indication as to where the government priorities are. We sort of, every time we speak to them about this, they say, oh, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. We can do truth and treaty and we can also do voice. Uh, but the funding tells a different story. They are going to be pushing forward to get the voice done in the next financial year, the Truth and Treaty Commission is going to take a lot longer. Um, broadly, there is support for, for, for the Macarata Commission and the funding that it has received. But when you compare, I mean, this is this is initial funding. They're going to have to fund it more because when you look at the Yurok Justice Commission, for example, in Victoria, uh, that had a $44 million of state government investment there. So, you know that that's a state truth and treaty commission and had a mandate to complete its work by about uh, in about 3 years so when you look at the scope and scale of what a national truth and treaty would be there's a lot more money to come
0: well let me put it to you very simply if you were marking the treasurer's homework would you uh, give him a pass
1: oh uh, he gets a solid C uh, you know a solid C plus but it's it's one of those things where Whenever you look at a budget like this, there's, there's, you see the holes more than you see the gaps that have been filled. And we knew, you know, Labor have been saying, this is a bread and butter budget. It's not going to be big, splashy. They can't afford to spray money anywhere because of inflation, blah, blah, blah. But when it comes <laughs> down to it, the people that suffer from that are not the people living in Canberra. They're the people who can't afford to buy bread and butter, and that's really difficult for Indigenous communities.
0: Dana, thanks for that. Another lucid contribution. Dana Morse, ABC Federal Reporter for Indigenous Affairs. G'day, Potties. If you can't get enough of Canberra politics and you're missing Fran Kelly, head to the Party Room, the podcast where Fran and RN Bricky presenter Patricia Cavallis unpick the week in politics. You'll find it on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts.